All right. Welcome back to another preview episode from your boys over here at Banditland Boulevard. Trevor Howard with Tony LaMonica, a.k.a. Boxhead98TL. Here we go again. We're in the same position, same exact position as we were two weeks ago. Half a game behind. This time, Rochester does have the tiebreaker over us. But we we actually played that game in Banditland 2. Tonight, we're playing in Banditland 1 at the Key mm-hmm. Bank Center. Bandits, Nighthawks, 7.30 face-off. The only thing that sticks out like a sore thumb, the giant elephant in the room, I think we should jump into it right away, Tony, the injury report. Not so hot for the Buffalo Bandits as we are missing Josh Byrne, arguably one of the top goal scorers in all the National Lacrosse League with an ankle injury. So I'm thinking either probably, I'm not, I'm no doctor at all, but or an MD, but I'm thinking this is probably a medium-grade uh I'm thinking ankle sprain or something like that. Yeah, uh, guys, um, after watching that one game in New York, uh, especially seeing him roll his ankle or possibly get slashed or so, um, honestly, guys, we're not doctors. We don't know what we're going to see out of the hearing about that. But when it's a rolled ankle, and I've experienced a numerous amount of those, it takes time to heal. It'll be – it could be up to the person itself – especially with their adrenaline or their uh, metabolism. If it comes down to where he says, Hey, I only need a week off. Give me this one game. And then I'll be back the following. That's great. Um, It sucks because we're playing against our rivals tonight. This is round two, but this time they're playing at the key bank center, but they're also facing a different bandits team, even though it's not with Josh Byrne, um, but they are on point now. They're back after winning ways, beat in Philadelphia, beat New York. They have this upbeat now that they trust Dane Smith is going to be their goal-to-goal goal score again, and rightfully so because he's shown it on the stat book. And honestly, whoever replaces Josh Byrne, they say Ian McKay might be stepping up in the forward position again. We've seen him do great things uh, to score goals. I have, you know what? I'm not even sweating it. Let Byrne take the time off that he needs. Let him get fresh. And then possibly, hey, is there a phone call calling? Is, th- is Chase playing tonight? It might happen. You never know. We might see tonight. Are we going to see Big Nate get his first NLL debut? That'd be is that something. Because Zednikov mm-hmm. is still on that questionable list. Now, we don't know anything about Chris Kluge's condition yet. I think he's still in a – I can't even remember. Was it two weeks ago when his arm was still in a sling? I can't – I can be – It's his thumb in a sling. It's the or, thumb, yeah. He's still wrapped. It's not – he's not coming back for about another – No. Maybe two weeks, month. He's on the long-term reserve. But Yes, he is. I love how – I was going to transition to that, but I love how you mentioned Dane Smith as his mm-hmm. replacement. A guy that goes very unnoticed is Tehoka Nanakoke. I mean, yep. you see as soon as Josh Byrne goes down, he steps his game up. That game mm-hmm. against Philadelphia, that third quarter was huge for Tehoka. That first quarter as well, keeping us in the game. So uh, going through a little bit of a sophomore slump, those last two games we played, including the last time we played Rochester. Uh, but mm-hmm. hopefully those two back-to-back games were a pick-me-up for Tehoka, and he can get that confidence he needs. Now, Rochester, we're going to have that familiar face come in. Number 10, mm-hmm. number five, formerly for the band, Connor Fields is coming back. Connor Fields. Center. Uh, you got to figure out, I don't care, Josh Byrne injured or not, injury report, huge or not, you have to find a way to cover him. So I'm very interested to see the defensive pairings that JT is going to throw out there tonight. I mean, 
Justin Martin struggled in those two games in the back-to-back. Bryce yes, he did. We don't know what's going on with him. Dylan mm-hmm. Robinson is just getting his feet wet in the National Lacrosse League, so he's obviously going to make some mistakes. And we're missing one of our hard-hitting defensemen in uh, Justin Robinson. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm just kind of curious. The biggest red flag for me is: Do we have enough defensive depth to hold guys like Hogarth, Fields, Smith, Katoni, all those guys? So mm-hmm. that's just what I was wondering. Yep. You also got to worry about, like you said, you mentioned uh, Ryan Smith, but you also got to worry about Curtis Knight and you got to worry about Matt Gilray too, as well. Who's also stepped up for Rochester Uh, guys. It's honestly, it's a coin flip. And also considering what Trevor always used to say, it's a trap game. And of course that's, what's going to have to be now the last two games, as we observed as fans of lacrosse watching our boys in the orange and black, we also got to watch how we always mentioned the fast starts and never looking back always used to work. Something different in the last two games that we've seen against Philadelphia and New York, they've played a little bit more conservative in the first half. Now, that's not a bad thing if you end up uh, being after the first quarter. They've always been down by one goal, and then either they're tied or still down by one goal. And then in the second half, they explode. The foot is on the gas pedal. They are relentless. And every third quarter for the last two games, we've been strong. We've scored, what uh, I believe, 13 goals yeah. in the last two games in the third yeah. quarter alone. That tells you something. But again, you don't want to go back to the conservative fourth quarter. You want to keep your foot on the gas pedal if you're going to start in the second half and just finish it all the way through. I agree. I mean, well, this is a complete polar opposite from what we saw last year. Last year, they would punch you in the mouth early, hold on to mm-hmm. it to the very end. That's right. It seems like the Bandits this year, I don't know if it's just because, you know, a newer roster's coming in, more rookies. They have more confidence playing from behind. And that's a good thing and also a bad thing because if when, when you talk about fast starts, that's what you want when you get to the playoffs. That's what mm-hmm. you want to get to first place in the Eastern Conference. You want those fast starts. That's what good teams do. They punch in the mouth early. We did that against Rochester. We went up 3 nothing against Rochester last time we played them. And then mm-hmm. we sort of said, you know what? We're okay. We'll just we'll just be like the 2001 New Jersey Devils, and we'll hold on to a one goal lead the rest of the game and play super super strong defense. It doesn't work in the National Lacrosse League, right? Mm-mm. Like you don't want to no, play can't. a neutral zone trap, leaving guys wide open. Can't do that. At least the odd man rushes, two on ones, three on twos. Defenses are gassed. Matt Vince is gassed. That's a guy who I wanted to talk about too. Mm-hmm. He's got that sour 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 taste in his mouth the last time he faced against the Rochester Nighthawks his former team, you got to think there's nobody in that Bandits locker room with more motivation going into this game than Matt Vino Vince. Yeah, Matt Vince is what has been on lockdown for the last couple of games after that uh, loss to Rochester 15 to 12. But again, it's all based on the defensive help in front of him too, as well to become a great spectacular goaltender. And this is something I'm sure that they're all talking about. All right. We've experienced the first time playing against Rochester. Um, here's what the, we need to switch. Uh, here's what we need to fix. Here's what we need to do to contain that spark in their offense. So Matt Vinces needs to stick with his game plan with whatever he's doing in the last two games. Like he's played, he's kept them under, uh, he's kept them under 10, I believe so. Or 10. Yep. Yeah. Because yep. it was Philadelphia with nine, New York with 10. 10 yep. So if he can keep that mentality, try to keep that within, that's great news for us. Cause we obviously can average more than 10 per game. And that will win you lacrosse games. So from Matt Vince's perspective, like you said, 
he does have a sour taste in, uh, taste in his mouth because he wants to beat Rochester. But again, he wants to look at the big picture too, as well. He wants that championship ring with the bandits because he wants to, you know, seal the deal and lock up his uh, career going out as a winner. And I don't blame him either. I would say the same thing if I was in his position. But definitely. I, let's, I definitely let's, agree with that. Let's figure this out. Okay. Yeah. Justin Martin had a really sloppy game against Rochester. We get that. Yeah. Um, Bryce Sweeting, uh, cement foot, flat foot, whatever you want to call him. He's a different he's, guy. He's, he's a different changed guy. somehow. Like he's not, not that over. He's not that aggressive type we need out of him. The shot blocker, hard hitter. Is that, yes. I don't know where he went. I don't know where that guy went. So, well, he'll have to figure that out. He's had two straight weeks to figure it out, especially with winning, uh, getting back in the winning ways. But now, after going back and replaying the tape, here's something you got to do. And that is because they want to show their footwork and they want to show off their speed, let them make the first move, then attack on a position. Because then when he makes that jolt with his hip going towards either the middle of the field or he goes back towards the right or left of the goaltender, then you know what angle to cut him off at and keep him at bay and not give him that easy shot. And this Rochester team looks completely different from last year as well. Mm -hmm. uh, all the right reasons for them, all the wrong reasons for us. They look like a completely scary team. They remind me of the 08 Bandits team. They're more of a finesse type of offense. They're very, very fast-paced with their passing. They yeah. always find the guy open, especially you leave Connor Fields open in the corner. It's tic-tac-toe. Remember, we always used to see that with Mike Kersey, Kevin Dosty, and obviously this guy behind me, Mark Stainhouse. Absolutely. on the tic-tac-toe play. Rochester has that capability. We are more of a get-it-in-your-zone I don't care how ugly this goal is, as long as it's a goal, we're good. And that's all you need. Um, but I'm just – i we need that defense to step up. We need that offense to step up too because they're filling in for one of the top goal scorers in Josh Burns. So I am I just want to go over some of my key players to watch right now. Obviously, sure. I'm one of his biggest fans. But Tehoka Nanako, number one on the field, number one in your heart, I think he's going to be a guy that Rochester circles on the whiteboard in the locker room. They're like, okay, we see the 22's out. A big weapon is out of the lineup. Who's going to fill in that role? And you mentioned number four, Ian McKay. Yep. Had a career day against the New York Riptide just a week ago, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, what are the odds he scores four goals again? I'm not sure, especially against a top caliber team like Rochester is. Tehoka did not score against Rochester last time. You better nope. think he wants to score in front of the home, home fans against one of their biggest rivals. Because in my opinion, it's Rochester, Toronto, the two biggest rivals uh, for the Bandits in that order, one, two. So I'm looking at a guy like Tahoka. If he can score two, three, four goals and get a bunch of, get a couple apples, get a couple assists, that's definitely a key player I want to watch because I don't want to, I don't want to keep saying it's like Josh Burns' replacement, but I mean, call a spade a spade. Somebody has to replace that goal scoring ability. And I think that's him. I believe it too. And uh, mentioning key players of the game, I'm going to flip it around a different perspective. I think Steve Priolo is going to be one of them because he's going to have to lead this defense into a whole new perspective against Rochester coming into the 716. What he needs to do is settle them down, not take stupid penalties, number one. Uh, number two is to maintain discipline and, you know, get to those loose balls into their own zone and, make the transition to get to our offense as quickly as possible to get out of our zone, because the more you keep us in the zone, it's going to tire out our defense. It's going to make us look soft and it's going to give Matt Vince a numerous amount of shots, which he can't 
obviously stop them all. So you have to play smart. You have to not take dumb penalties. Don't fall for their traps. Don't fall for their, uh, their instigations. Just keep playing lacrosse. And another thing, my next to, uh, my next player to go watch is number 73, Brandon Robinson. Yes. Watch for him to be a big step up too as well. He didn't score as many goals, but he still contributed. And that's what you need to fill the void. You need to make sure that all players, not just one, because they're going to have a target on the back of their head, uh, on the back of their jerseys. But Brandon Robinson is a tall, fast, and really can score goals whenever he wants to as well. He's very good with hand-eye coordination. He find he picks pockets and he knows how to spot this uh, the open net against any goaltender. So, on my perspective, I think Brandon Robinson is going to have a big game today against Rochester. Also, look at a guy like Brad McCulley too, who's very mm-hmm. underrated, I think, on this team. This guy can hit, he can score, he can fight. We've seen, we saw yes, that against can. Georgia Swarm where he beat, I don't even remember who it was, but he absolutely beat the crap out of this guy. <laughs> um, so you better believe if somebody wants to take a shot at a guy like Dane Smith or a guy like, I don't even know, Ian McKay or Tehoga, he's going to have their back out there. And we've been yes, seeing him get a lot of starting reps, which is very, very good for him. Uh, Dalton, Dalton Sulver, who mm-hmm. came off of a career game against the Philadelphia Wings, he might he might surprise some people and shut some people up because I've been seeing a lot of things about Dalton Silver. Oh, he's not that good. He's not that good. He really hasn't had a lot of reps in the NLL. So you got to give him, you know, a couple seconds, a couple games to sh- strut his stuff, I guess. Uh, but I think tonight I got to expect a big game. I got to go defensively. Look at Dylan Robinson. Mm-hmm. You got to look at a guy like Dylan Robinson because he knew that he had a tough couple of games, Philly and Riptide. It's it's kind of hard to play back-to-back, especially in a game like box lacrosse. Give him the week to rest up. I think he's going to be re- fresh, ready to go, especially against this Rochester team and the fact that he has 15,000, 16,000 people wearing orange and black in the stands uh, cheering yeah. him on. Absolutely. And one other player I forgot to mention, and that is Kellen LeClaire. He needs to also be one of those go-to defensemen to step up and also help with the transition as well. I mean, yes, he has had struggles for the last, uh, I believe, even though we're on the winning side, he's struggled for the last few games. But again, even though he might be suffering uh, a little knee injury, but he's battling it out. He's trying to contribute. He's trying to do his job, but also... He himself has got to make sure to pick pockets, uh, especially against the Rochester passing in their zone. We also have a newer player, didn't face against the Rochester Nighthawks last time, but Adam Bomberry is going to be a starter tonight. So that's going to be very, very fun to see. We saw him against the Riptide that other night, I think a week ago, and he wasn't taking anybody's crap. I mean, he's laying, he's throwing body checks, he's blocking shots. I, I think that trade was awesome. I think we it was very, very low risk. We didn't give up much to get him. And no, we did he's not. Been, he's been, uh, obviously, de- defensively, he's been very, very good. And that's what this team needed. Like, everyone was calling for Steve Dietrich's head after that Rochester game because everyone's saying, well, you see that defense and that what happened in that fourth quarter, that's unacceptable. And he saw that Absolutely. and said, you know what? It is unacceptable. I'm going to start Adam Bomberry next game. What do you know? You go to the back-to-back, and you sweep it. Uh, and guess who was in the lineup? Adam Bomberry. Yep, Bomberry is going to be one of those go-to tough defensemen to knock you around. But also, we also forgot one other player that we haven't seen, maybe only played one game, and that's Joel Taylor. 
Yeah. Number 70. Yeah. Where has he been? He's only played one game so far that he I've scored. seen. Or, and he, he scored. scored. So what changed? Um, maybe because he can't play uh, more games than just one per every four games? I don't know. He's been a healthy That's another thing. It's like, put him in. See what you can do with this guy. I mean, he's obviously got heart. He wants to try and play, and we picked him up from Saskatchewan too. So why not give him a he's, shot? And he's 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 huge. The guy's built like a truck. I mean, the dude's huge. Put him in front of the net, screen the goalie, do something with it. I bet you you can use him, especially with Josh Byrne not in the lineup. Now we mm-hmm. don't know about Big Nate, but if if he starts tonight, be my guest. Throw him in there and see what you can get, and see if we can get some rookie thunder going. But I would love. You know, somebody has to be called up. So it's got to be either a healthy scratch gets put in the lineup or maybe mm-hmm. a guy we haven't seen before gets thrown in the lineup. And Chase Frazier, the thing is about the National Lacrosse League that I've mentioned multiple times is you don't have 24-7 access to the injury report like no. you would with MLB, NHL, NFL. You see all that stuff all the time. Chase Frazier, for all we know, could just come back tonight and surprise us all. And then this would all Wouldn't be, that be something, folks? Point. Yeah. So you know what? It's going to be a trap game. It's going to be close the whole way. The banners just have to realize you cannot be content with a three-goal lead. You Mm-mm. cannot be content with a five-goal lead because this Rochester team, similar to the Bandits, thrives under pressure, and they play their best lacrosse when they're losing. Yeah, well, hopefully we can see um... – either faces coming back onto the roster that we need to, this is might be the time to do it. Also the fact that we need to see other players step up their game. I'm not saying about Dane Smith. I'm not saying about uh, Ian McKay. I'm not saying even about Matt Spanger or Steve Priolo. This is the guys that have been on the call. Hey, it's your time to shine step up or we'll send you packing. Yep. And got to figure out how to beat Ryan. Uh, you got to Riley Hartley. I believe his name is. Uh, yes the goaltender for the Rochester Nighthawks. The yep. shots that we saw from the 5A5, we were both there in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter were absolutely unacceptable. You're not going to beat him over the shoulder. Uh, nope. you got to throw the bounce shot. That's, that's, the, that's the Nick Rose kryptonite. That's the Riley Hartley kryptonite. Keep it low. I don't know why we abandoned that after the third quarter against Rochester last time we played him. We're taking sidearm shots towards the middle of the net where he doesn't even have to move to make the save. Just hits him. Mm. Uh, that's so, it. Shots from the restraining line, if you're going to shoot from there, bounce it. Get it over the goalie stick and in the net. Mm-hmm. If you're going to – we saw a couple of sweet goals. Like the uh, we saw an air gate goal. Was that Dane mm-hmm. Smith from behind the net? One hand yes. behind the net? I mean, absolutely fantastic. Brad McCulley in the first quarter of that game gets the ball right in front of the net. Doesn't shoot high. He fakes high, shoots low, bounces it, and it goes right over his his uh, his stick. So That's right. Keep taking the bounce shots. They're the hardest shots to stop in all of lacrosse, field and box. Don't even question me on that. And Matt Vince, I just got to say, cover the top shelf, please. Yeah, the shoulder. Yep. Over his glove side shoulder. Connor Fields loves the underhand snipe. We saw Mm -hmm. that a lot last year. He loves the underhand sidearm snipe, top shelf, or Mama Heise's cookies. Cover that side. If you have to hug the post, do it, because that was your kryptonite last week. And we want you to beat Rochester. We hate this team. And hmm. we, just, we want to see them get absolutely pummeled without our number one. Arguably, you can make this assumption. You can, you can also disagree. But one of our biggest stars is out of the lineup. 
It's going to be tough, especially the leading goal uh, point scorer in this league. Josh Byrne is a huge shoes to fill, boys. So whoever wants to step up better step up tonight, especially against your rival, Rochester. So we'll see. You can only predict what we can do. But before we do end this, guys, I just want to say like and subscribe our YouTube channel. We also like you guys to listen in on to our Mm Spotify.fm. Give us a five-star rating and keep listening to us. And like I said, but we'll try to get more and more people on board. Guys, if you want to comment below on the YouTube channel and say, hey, I want in, I want to be a part of your show, I'd like to know when, please let us know so we can schedule it up. But I don't know, Josh, uh, Trevor, what do you think, um, maybe after tonight's game, what day, if maybe we can have somebody on our post-game show too, um, who should we, uh, well, not who, but when should we uh, do the post-game? We can do Sunday or Monday, whenever somebody wants to, Somebody wants to join. I think we should do that. Well, folks, you heard it from Trevor. So if you want to try to do it for Sunday, maybe evening, when everybody's ready to go to work, we can have somebody pop on board for an hour or so. Let us know. Um, If not, we'll push for Monday, and that's pretty much going to be the deadline so we can get this postgame going because we have probably more games to come with more pregame shows and more uh, statistics to let you guys know about. And again, from both Trevor Hauer and myself, Tony LaMonica, a.k.a. Boxhead98. We appreciate you listening in on Bandyland Boulevard. And yes. as always, let's, let's go, go Bandits. Bandits. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, he's got the chain right there. You better believe it. Let's go. <laughs>